Hello and welcome back everybody to the Cross Point Church Scripture Podcast, the podcast where we look into the verse of the day and uh, see what we can, how we can deepen our faith and maybe our understanding in Scripture and uh, feed our spiritual life so that we can keep following Jesus for God's glory. And uh, we keep it, you know, we're reasonable people. I know that this is just one podcast, so you're not going to get a seminary education in every episode, as fun as that might be. But instead, we're just going to do what we can. We're going to take one day at a time, okay? And uh, look as deeply into a scripture as is helpful on that day. And uh, we do our scripture three ways, context, original audience, and can we see Jesus in the scripture? A good practice for all Bible reading. So I hope um, the chief hope for me is that this Cross Points Church Scripture Podcast adds to your own um, daily reading of Scripture. It shouldn't replace it, but I hope it adds to it, okay? So today, um, our Scripture comes from Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. If you have your Bible in front of you, or you can pull it up on your own version app. And uh, Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 reading from the ESV, it starts right in the middle of the sentence, which um, helps us to know about context. We always make a big deal of it here on the show, and these sort of verses um, illustrate why, because it's a great verse, as long as you know a lot about the backstory. So let's read it real quick. Reading from the ESV, it says, even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, I, I'm inspired by what I'm reading. Maybe you are too, but if you are, it's because you know a lot of the backstory. Because let's be honest, if you are not a Christian, or even if you're just new to this and you're new to the Bible, excuse me, you'd have a really hard time understanding what the heck this verse is talking about. You know what I mean? Look, even as the son of man, who's that? You know, it sounds like a Marvel superhero name if you don't know what you're looking at. Came not to be served, but to serve. You know, not to be served by who? To serve who? I don't know. And to give his life as a ransom for many. Who is the many? A ransom for what? <laughs> you know, so this requires a lot of back knowledge and, and context. So I like to pick out a verse. Well, you know, you version put this as the verse of the day on uh, this day when I'm recording it. But I like to have a verse like this on the show because it just illustrates the importance of context for us. Okay. So I think by looking just first at the verse itself and taking and looking at its just inner context of verse 28. I can illustrate what I mean. Like, why am why would this be inspiring to me or you as long as we know some of the Christian backstory? And then uh, we'll go bigger to try to cast some light onto it, okay? So first of all, it says, even as the son of man. No, what, what is that? Um, it was a title. It's a title, you know, like heavyweight champion of the world or president of the United States or CEO, okay? It's a title. And it's a title that was well-known um, to the original audience this was being read to, Jesus speaking to his disciples who were all Jewish. So they would have known that when he references the son of man, he's pulling from probably other places too. So, you know, I'm not saying this exhausts the whole thing, but one of the main highways is from the book of Daniel, where this reference comes to this son of man. And so 
what it means, and I, I don't, I didn't come up with this, but from from my understanding, a good way to look at this would be like the crown of humanity, or the representative man, or you know, does that make sense? The cream of the human crop, the son of man, the representative for all mankind, especially before God. So Jesus took this, is taking this title for himself. And it would open a window, and it, and, it, and it can for you too, if you go back and you want to do some studying in Daniel, which is just way outside the context of our program here. But if you want to go look up that term in Daniel and try to see what it, you know, how it fits in the prophecies about, you know, someone who would represent God and man before God and so on like this, you're going to find a lot of cool stuff. But for now, for this show, you're just going to have to take my word for it that the son of man would be Jesus saying, hey, I am the man, (laughs) you know, I am God's representative man here. And I came not to be served. And what's interesting about this is, so knowing what the disciples, at the very least, what they believe about Jesus at this time is that he is like a prophet par excellence and he is their teacher and master, you know, and friend. And so for him to say that he didn't come to be served would have been totally countercultural to them as it is to us. You know, um, our leaders definitely get served. You understand? We, you know, in our culture and, and most cultures that I can think of, I mean, you guys could point out an exception to me, but as far as I can understand, in a, in a usual human culture, the top tier gets served by the tiers underneath. It's just the way it is. Not only is it that way, but most of us agree that it should be that way. You know, uh, if the president of the United States knocked on your door and leave all the political stuff aside, if he knocked on my door, I wouldn't even answer. I know, I know. But just leaving that aside, so let's say it's your particular president that you think is awesome. If that that one knocked on your door, it would be really weird for you if when you opened, oh my gosh, you know, why are you here? And he's, oh, well, I'm here to serve you breakfast. You'd feel weird about the whole thing. You would think it's probably my job to welcome into, into my house and, and serve him breakfast. And and so that that's exactly the way the disciples would have heard this. Very shocking even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. Okay, wow, Jesus is here to serve man, even though he's the man. Okay, so that's the whole idea there. And to give his life as a ransom for many. A lot here, but what, what maybe is the most important for our little context here is Jesus is not the captive one. You know, he wasn't the one captivated to sin and evil. So why would he be giving his life as a ransom? Do you understand? He wasn't the captive one. So the ransom, he's giving his life as a ransom for the many, the people that he came to save. And so this is basically two, it's a couplet of things right on top of each other that were meant to overturn on purpose the disciples' expectations Okay, he's not here to be served, but to serve. Whoa, that's wild. Humility, that's setting the whole universe on its head, followed by give his life as a ransom for many. Why would he do that? He's not the one who's captivated to sin. He's not the one who's under captivity. We are. So why would he give his life for us? Okay. So it's already cool. And that's why it's inspiring to me. But see, I knew all that already. You know what I mean? Because I've read it and people have told me 
and I've had time to search the rest of the scriptures and understand these things. And maybe you have too. And so when I read that, you were like, yeah, um, that's so cool. You know, God's example of, of serving rather than being served. And the fact that he who, who was owed everything, gave his life as a ransom for me. That's awesome. Inspires me. But we have to keep in mind that without that context, we'll be lost. And so we have to keep that in mind when we're new to the faith. We have to keep that in mind. We're talking to people who are outside of our faith. And honestly, we need to keep this in mind and not assume we know more than we do. So as we read the Bible too much, we think we know a lot of things that we don't know. And I mean, me too. I mean, all of us, where we just start to make assumptions like, oh yeah, I've heard all that before. Well, have you? Let's look closer, you know? And that's a part of what the scripture podcast is about. So let's do that. Let's look closer. So in other words, if Jesus is talking about this, first of all, it comes up in the middle of a sentence, even as the son of man. Okay, what was he talking about? Well, let's just go a few verses up to the beginning of the sentence, which in the ESV, it starts at 26, verse 26. It says this, it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Okay, so it's radical day for Jesus. You know, he's rocking the disciples today and, and he starts here in verse 26 saying, it shall not be so among you. We, what's that? What shall not be so among you? Okay, we're gonna have to look for more context there. But this this here leading, the second part of 26 and into 27 adds to our verse of the day already. But whoever would be great among you must be a servant. So Jesus was already setting this table of like, things aren't the way you think it is, guys your whole way of looking at the world where the king is on top and everybody else is underneath and it's like this pyramid scheme is wrong and God doesn't do it that way and I won't have it that way among the people who follow me. I'm talking about something totally different. It shall not be so among you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Now, there's a lot of talk about that these days, but as far as I can tell, so far it's just talk. As far as I can see in our culture still, when you get to the top, you get served by other people. And if you want to be great in our culture, it might be nice if you're seen to be serving people, but pretty soon you need to kind of ride the top or else you're going to weird some people out. And of course, there's been exceptions to that rule, but people who become very famous for massive humility, and I praise God for those examples, but by and large, um, it's mainly about, yeah, you might want to look like you do that and you might want to actually do it here and there, charity and so on like that. But by and large, you need to get to the top and ride the top. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. That's taking it even deeper. Like whoever would be first among you must turn themselves over to serve each other. Wild. All right. So, but we have to back up a little bit more as you can see, because it said it shall not be so among you. What shouldn't be so? Well, in order just for the sake of time, we'll, I'll, I'll say that this chapter, starting all the way back at verse 20, uh, there's this great, it's just so great. Uh, verse 20, then the mother of the sons of Zebedee, these, these are two disciples. So this is their mom and came up uh, to Jesus with her sons. Okay, so mom brings the two sons. Picture this. Kneeling before Jesus, uh, she asked him for something and he said to her, what do you want? And she said to him, their mom says to Jesus, say that these two sons of mine are to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. Okay, so it's just great. I mean, I, there's some cultural stuff here. I mean, they don't seem embarrassed. I would have been, but I guess things were different back then. And I mean, just maybe different in their culture, but still just wild, you know, I would have been so embarrassed, but they seem to be cool with it because they came with mom for it. 
And Jesus tells them a lot of things, but among them, it starts, okay, what it does is starts trouble among the other disciples, as you can imagine. This, oh, you know, mom brought these two and right hand and left. Well, there's only two spots for that. And so they're trying to leave the rest of us out. And it starts this quarrel between all the disciples. And it's a quarrel that goes on in other parts of the gospels too. You guys might be familiar with that. If you're not, you'll see it. As you read the gospels, you'll see they get these fights where who's going to be the best disciple. So with this one started this way, Jesus says, look, you guys, first of all, he tells mom, you don't know what you're asking for. He tells it the same to the two guys. You guys have no idea what it would take to sit at my left hand and right. Kind of like you think you want to do it because you think it just involves honor and glory, but you're wrong. So that's that. But then he tells the rest of the disciples who are mad about this little fight about whoever's on top. He says, you should not be like this. And you'd think he would say, you shouldn't be like this because I already told you disciples A and B over here are going to be on the top. That would be normal. You know, you have to do that these days where you just say, look, you may be crabby about the fact that you're not the boss, but you're not. This is the boss here and you're not him and you need to reconcile yourself to that. But instead of that, Jesus is even more radical where he goes, you guys, look, the rest of the Gentiles lord it over each other. Uh, let's go, let's look right at it in verse 25. But Jesus called them to him and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles, so that's like the kings, the rulers, the governors, the presidents, everybody of all these people who aren't the Jews, the people of God, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. And that's where we pick up, it shall not be so among you. So you may have heard this whole, you know, that the kingdom of God is the upside down kingdom, that things in the kingdom of God are different than they are. Well, this is like the key here. And um, what's really cool is Jesus. So we're always asking on the scripture podcast, where can we see Jesus in these scriptures? Well, you know, it's, it's easy because Jesus is saying this, but also this is the track of Jesus's whole career. You might say career is kind of a funny word, but still, I think it would help us understand uh, Jesus's whole career is he's born in a manger, not in a palace. And okay, we're used to that in stories that we hear, but pretty soon the guy born in the slums ends up in the palace. Okay, we get that, you know, that makes sense to us, but that's never what happens with Jesus. So he's born in the slums and he stays there basically, you know, it's like, Herod's trying to kill him at the beginning of his life and at the end of his life. And he's being disrespected by the royalty and the government and the religious hierarchy of his time. And he dies having them be that way to him. And he is not only, you know, he's serving these people, but he's serving especially the people that cannot pay him back. And even when people try to pay him back, he refuses and sometimes even corrects them. So you understand? And then he dies early. You know, he doesn't get to live out his full life. He doesn't get married. He doesn't have a family. He gives his life as a ransom for many. He was great among them because he was their servant. And uh, a real tight focus of this is, if you're familiar with the story, you can, you can go back and look it up, is when Jesus washes the feet of his disciples. So there's, it's the thing that the servant would do. You guys have heard this probably. You know, people walked around barefoot or in sandals back then. Their feet are filthy. So when it's come time to come in to eat, a customary thing would be someone washes the feet. You know, you might wash your own or in a, in a, in a great house, somebody might have a servant that would come and wash your feet. Well, Jesus takes that position and he washes the feet of his disciples. So not only can we see Jesus in these verses, but it's basically a... And, you know, it's a self-description. Even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many, Jesus says this about himself. So there's just all kind. I mean, you know, you guys can see that there's all kinds of application here for our Christian life. I mean, 
just two quick examples. You know, one is constantly people wonder what does God think about me or, or why would God love me or why does God have anything to do with me? It's a good impulse. It's a good to think that because you don't, I don't deserve to have God do anything for me or be my friend. But whether I deserve it or not is is not only, it's like, it, that's not the point. It's the point that Jesus himself has said, I have chosen to do this for you. I mean, that's love. Greater man, uh, greater love has no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. Jesus said that. And not only did he say it, he did it. You know, God has just decided to befriend you and love you and lay down his own life in a, in a way. You know, things are different when you're talking about God, but but Jesus is the picture of what it looks like when God himself lays down his life, so to speak, for people. Okay. And then, so there's that. And you want to, th- you know, that can help us in our devotional life to kind of latch onto that John 3 16 picture of God that we're given, you know, that he so loved the world that he gave. And then the, the second one is Jesus is very clear here to his disciples. And so we know that he's being very clear to us that this should characterize who we are as well. You know, it's this very countercultural thing where we're thinking, I want to get somewhere so that people can do what I say, you know? And Jesus is saying, well, I'm the king of kings. I'm the son of man, and I didn't do that. And so that's not for you either. So if we're a follower of Christ, the whole, like, I want to be in charge so I can be someone and that people have to look up to me and do what I say, for believers in Christ, that's gone forever. So not only should we not be striving for that, but we should not be supporting other people who do. You know, it's, it's just wild. It's just so hard to imagine. If it's hard for you to imagine, it's hard for me too. I mean, it's just so different than the way things are, but um, it's a good model for us. And so anyway, um, yeah, Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 first of the day. Um, so appreciate you guys listening. Hey, if you love this podcast and it's helping you with your uh, devotional time in scripture, uh, feel free to recommend it to a friend and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Okay. Bye for now.